0: You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today I got to talk with a dentist and we kind of talk about what it's like getting into the job, what the job entails, and a little bit more about some of the little things we don't see when we go to the dentist every six months. Uh, It was a great experience to be able to talk with a dentist and I hope that you enjoy the interview as much as I did. And without further ado, here's an interview with a dentist. Thank you so much for doing this. This is definitely a job that a lot of people want to have it, and Mm -hmm. it's in the medical field, and that's something that a lot of people want to go into. So I just am excited to talk to you about just what it's like. Um, So I'll ask the first question right now. What is your job title?
1: Um, Right now, my job title is, I guess, technically associate dentist.
0: Mm, so what would you say like the job description is like could you elaborate
1: more on what you do um yeah absolutely so you know just a regular day i'm uh just seeing patients that come into the practice and you know a lot of them just come in wanting to uh, get their teeth checked out make sure everything's going okay and then i also have several patients that come in with specific complaints or specific Uh, concerns with their teeth and we address that you know as soon as we can
0: so did you always know that you wanted to work in this industry from an early age
1: so i always am you know i was always laughing with classmates and um colleagues now but i am one of the i say crazy people that have known what they wanted to do for a really long time Mm. And I'm mm-hmm. just really lucky that I'm getting to do that. You know, I've honestly been at least high school, if not middle school, that I have wanted to be a dentist. So I've been pretty much going my whole life up to this point.
0: Wow. So how did you attain the job? Like, what was your pathway to get to where you are today?
1: Um, so technically, you can get into dental school without graduating from an undergrad. The minimum is 90 hours of college credit. Um, However, the field is becoming more and more competitive each year. And it's pretty difficult, I would say, to get acceptance uh, without planning to graduate undergrad. So I did do, I graduated high school and I graduated from a state university and then went to dental school for four years after that. And then I honestly think I applied you know, it was about the it was the last last fall semester, so the first semester of my senior year of dental school, I started applying for jobs, and really, you know, I just apply like everybody else. There's jobs on Indeed.com or Monster or things like that, um, and I just got what well, honestly sealed the job for me. And this is a good tip I have for anybody looking like to interview for a job. After I had my first interview. Um, and a lot of what dental field will be is you interview in person and, you know, you kind of walk around the office, see how the office runs, meet the assistants, the hygienists, things like that. So after I spent a day kind of shadowing the office that I was applying for, I, um, I sent a thank you card, you know, a handwritten thank you card. I literally had it in, I had it in my car and I dropped it off at the Mm -hmm. post office right afterwards. So, um, and the boss mentioned it later um how appreciative him and the whole office was that you know i took the time to send a handwritten card thanking not only the owner dentist but also you know the rest of the staff for essentially letting me bug them and get in the way for a day
0: wow that's a really good tip i never know that
1: absolutely
0: yeah so what would you say you do now so are you still in the same job that you applied for that you were talking about
1: so, I am so I'm the first job I was at um, I was at one office from this past June until January, and I'm still with like the same partnership group I've just moved offices, but I'm still in the same town, and I'm still essentially at the same job. There was just more of a need for a dentist at this other office, so they went ahead and moved me, and they wouldn't have without my um, without my agreeing to it but it was no it was no big deal I'm essentially at the same Mm -hmm. job
0: so what would you say you do on a daily basis like from when you get to work to like the end of the day
1: um so that's one of the beautiful things about dentistry It's often pretty different but you know in general I'll get to the office and I usually have a couple new patients so my assistants will get them back get a full set of x-rays I'll review all the x-rays and then I'll Um, go talk to the patient, do a clinical exam, you know, take a look at all their teeth, take a look at all their soft tissue, their tongue, their lips, um, and just let them know if there's any treatment that I recommend. And what I like Uh to do to, you know, help my patients is be as available as I can to start any treatment that day. So if they're coming in, um, you know, say a patient, especially an emergency patient, say a patient comes in and says, Hey doc, my tooth in the the upper left hurts. So we'll take some x-rays of that tooth and say they need a root canal and a crown on that tooth. Um, you know, then we get them signed off on consent forms and we start, you know, we start treatment right there. Because one of the beautiful things about dentistry is we can often solve, you know, it fits that millennial need for instant gratification very well. Because, (laughs) um, and I'm, I basically consider myself a millennial, um, So I can, we can get patients out of pain that exact same day, you know, so it's not a, it's not, that's one of the main differences from an MD versus my degree, which is a DDS. Um, It's not a medicate something, come back in four weeks, see how you feel. Some of it is, but more than often not, it's, this is what we have to do to fix your problem right now. I can get it done for you today. Would
0: you like to start? So... What would you say is something that you would change about the job? Something that you don't like that much?
1: Honestly, I in the position I am being an associate since I'm not an owner, I don't have to deal with it a whole lot. But n- notoriously, insurance companies are a pain in the butt to deal with mm, and mm-hmm. they don't they don't pay sometimes what they say they're going to pay. And dental insurance really is just more of a discount plan than it is actually insurance, like medical insurance is. So a lot of times patients have issues when we, when we say you need this, this, and this, and they ask, well, does my insurance cover that? And more often than not, the answer is, number one, I have no idea. We have to check with them. Number two, they probably cover a little bit of it, but you're going to have some sort of out-of-pocket cost. So if I I had my way, I wouldn't have to deal with insurance companies. But unfortunately, that's
0: just not reality. And now we're like shifting gears. So what are some of your favorite things or things that you love about the job?
1: Um, I get to meet, usually I'm meeting 10 to 15 completely different new people every single day. Um, Maybe a little bit less than that. But, Mm. you know, I get to interact Mm. with a lot of different people, a lot of different personalities. Um, Dentistry is perfect for me because I think it fits perfectly um, my left brain and my right brain I get to be very artistic with a lot of the things I do in dentistry Mm -hmm. um, when people Mm -hmm. want to improve their smile this way or that way but it's also everything is based on science everything has a science background to it and there's a reason why I do everything Mm -hmm. so that really good mix of art and science is one of my favorite things about the job
0: so kind of drawing from that do you think that everything that you learned from school applies to what you do on a daily basis
1: to be completely honest everything i learned in undergrad so in my first four years of college i use very little of that right now um you know i was an environmental science major before i went to dental school Mm -hmm. and i mean no i don't use organic chemistry at all i don't Mm -hmm. use it at all Mm -hmm. i just don't but you know, I would say 85% of what I learned in dental school I use in everyday life, especially the only things I don't use in dental school is part of the licensing to become a dentist. I do still have to take tests that have basic biochemistry and anatomy and physiology and things like that. So about the the first year of dental school is a lot of lecture. It's a lot of basic sciences. So that's probably the part that I don't use anymore. But for the good portion of i'd say three and a half you know 75 80 85 percent of what i learned in dental school i use probably every single day
0: so do you think that you knew a lot of the stuff when because you said that uh you really liked dentistry when you were growing up so did you always know a lot about it from an early age and did that help you in college
1: well so this is a good and bad thing but I had a lot of dentistry done on me as a kid and that's part of what that's what part of piqued my interest because I knew kind of what it went into it. I had braces as a kid. So I went into I actually went into dental school wanting to become an orthodontist because I really liked my orthodontist and I really liked braces is very much a puzzle and I really liked that I really liked that aspect of it. But yeah, I mean I was you know College was all kind of about just kind of putting my head down and making sure I was getting enough, good enough grades to get, you know, get the grades I needed to get into dental school. I kind of knew, and that's why I was an environmental science major rather than biology or just general chemistry, something like that, because that's not something I would want to necessarily do if I didn't get into dental school. Mm. That makes sense.
0: So, yeah. So what would you say are some traits that some people would need to have to be good And succeed in your job
1: Um, if you want to succeed getting through the schooling you just have to work as hard as you possibly can Um, you know and that's that's for undergrad and dental school you have to be really hard-working you have to be um, once you get to dental school you definitely can't do it alone so you have to be a team player you have to be able to collaborate with people and work with people in order to you know achieve a common goal then um, some things that you don't learn in school that you have to learn once you get into the job is you obviously have to be you know, most patients don't end up knowing how well the dentistry is that you're doing. What they care about is how you treat them, did you hurt them and you know, did you make them feel did you make them leave feeling better about themselves? So definitely being a people person is definitely, you know, probably top of the list as to what you have to be to be a good dentist. Um, you have you have to be able to be good with your hands thinking on your feet is really big so you know being flexible and you know just like i said just being able to make quick judgments because you'll go into a procedure planning it you know it's going to go this way but things take a turn just because you know you can't be fully prepared for anything
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of like drawing from that so you talked about random events that come up so what are some of your favorite events that you remember throughout your career i mean
1: one of i guess not really an unexpected event but one of the best things is you know delivering some sort of final restoration or changing someone's smile in the way that they in the way that they like and then giving them that mirror and having them be so happy that you've made this little mm. change and it's just you know dentistry in my opinion can change people's lives most of the time for the better and you know, the reaction whenever I do cement on those veneers or crowns, and it just brings a, you know, a sparkle to their eye when they see their new Mm. smile. That's the best Mm. part for sure. That's the best part. Wow.
0: And what would you say are some unique things about your job that you wouldn't find in other ones?
1: I mean, you have to like, uh, gross things. I see gross things all the time, you know, (laughs) Uh taking out teeth or, you know, people come in with, swelling. So it's, it's definitely, as far as different jobs, you know, it's never, it's very rarely boring. I'll say that. It, mm-hmm. it can get mundane, but it can get mundane, but there's always things that come up. Um, as far as it, a lot of people want to compare dentists with physicians. Um, one of the biggest things is I am almost never on call. So that's one of the best like lifestyle parts of what I like about my job. I am pretty much eight to five. I get to leave work at home. I, mean, I get to leave work at work and home is for home. And, you know, if I do get, sometimes I do get emergency phone calls on the weekend. It's usually a, let me give you a prescription that's going to help you feel better. And then we'll see you on Monday type of thing. Um, unless it is a true, true emergency. And then that's when we can kind of, okay, meet me at the office. We'll take care of what we need to take care of type of thing. But that's that's very, very rare. Usually it's you know, let me give you an antibiotic or some pain medication and we'll get you in on Monday type of thing. So it's very, compared to compared to at least, you know, hospital doctors, the, the lifestyle is just a lot easier.
0: And what would you say is your advice to a teenager that wants to work in the dentistry field?
1: Uh, my number one piece of advice would be you know, reach out to your family dentist, if you have any sort of connections to dentists, Mm. and just see if they'll Mm -hmm. let you come hang out for a little bit. That's what and that will look good on applications that you actually spent time in a dental office. And you know, you've talked to dentists, especially if one is willing to, you know, mentor you or even if, you know, even if they'll give you a summer job, sterilizing instruments or something like that, just as much exposure as you can get to the industry as you can to the profession as you can um that's going to number one make sure you that's what you actually want to do number two it's going to just continue to look good on any sort of application that you you know you've spent the time deciding you know really looking into this profession that you want to do it and you've spent the time learning what it all is about
0: and what would you say is the perfect person to be a dentist Like, what is the perfect person that a dental office might be looking for?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know that there is a perfect person. I think anybody can learn to be a good dentist. But what offices are going to look for, especially, say, as a new graduate, because when you graduate dental school, you're really, you don't even know what you don't know type of thing. You're still, dentistry is consistently changing. You have to constantly be learning. So really, I think what practices are going to be looking for right out of the gate, if they're, people know what they're getting when they get a new grad, that's flat out just the truth. They know the type of skill and speed that a new grad has. So the way to stand out is you just really, like I said, you really have to be outgoing. You have to be a people person. They want to know that you can hold a conversation with these patients and that you can explain things well to them. You can explain things. It's not too scientific, which is one of the problems I had first coming out of dental school is I would explain something like the patient was a different dentist and I needed to learn to explain thing dentist dental things to you know a layman um so that's that's probably the one big thing that I think practices would be looking for is just making sure you can you know socialize and be and also dental practices very frequently have drama in them just just like any other workplace so they want to make sure that you're not going to add to that drama that you're going to be a you know you're going to be a leader you're going to be able to follow when you need to and you're going to be a team Mm -hmm. player
0: so i don't know i'm kind of curious what kind of drama do dental offices have if you're not like if you don't mind talking about it
1: It's it's really just anything like any other workplace i mean whenever you get the same group of 15 people together, eight hours a day, you know, people are going to make other people annoyed or mad. And, you know, they're just things I'm in an office I think is very low drama, but, you know, I've heard of other offices that, you know, this person said this about this person and it's really no different than it. Like I said, it's really no different than any other workplace. It's just, you know, and some people, if they don't agree with, for instance, if, somebody doesn't agree with the treatment that a doctor has prescribed for a patient, you know, that can create a little animosity. If, you know, say if the assistant, some doctors don't listen to anything that assistants have to say and an assistant assistant may suggest something else. The doctor may be like, well, you know, you're just an assistant. I don't want to listen to you. And more often than not, like, especially in my case, all my assistants have been assisting longer than I've been a doctor. So, you know, I take their suggestions to heart now, of course, I have the last say. I am the one that's gone through the dental school, but you know some people some people just write off anything they say, and I think that's where a lot of drama comes because assistants you know they want to feel everybody wants to feel appreciated, and if you just write off anything they say they you know that that can cause some drama and i've I've seen that happen to other doctors, but like i said i'm I'm fairly humble in the fact that most people at my office have been doing what they've been doing longer than I have, so I definitely I'm open to their suggestions and that's definitely something that's important.
0: And this is like kind of a curious question I had. So when I when I go to the dentist, it's usually like I don't know if this is for everybody, but the assistant like does most of the stuff for like I don't know, like 20 minutes and then the dentist comes and he says like a few code words <laughs> and then that's it. Is that the same as is that the same for you? So, you know,
1: that is the way some of my appointment goes the assistants will get the x-rays get the patient seated the hygienist will do the cleaning and i come in and you know just do a quick exam essentially and yeah i know exactly the code words you're thinking of they probably sound something like 21 mo and 20, yes, 20 yeah. 22 do <laughs> and that's that's me calling to the assistant the uh fillings that i think the patient needs um i huh. i do personally like to spend a little bit more time either getting to know my patient or explaining anything that i'm uh suggesting that they have done but sometimes Uh sometimes appointments do go like that and it's um where it's coming from for me is you know i think most people want to be in the dentist as short amount of time as possible so you know if the patient's just like hey how's it going you know i'm i'm here check me out let me know that everything's good and i'll be on my way you know i'm certainly not going to get in their way i'll check everything let them know what i see and then we'll see them next time type of thing
0: and i know that you put a really big emphasis on having to be a people person. So do you think like, even if you're the smartest dentist and you know like the most things, but you, you're not, you're like an introvert and you can't talk to others, do you think you would succeed? Or do you think like, does it does not matter that much?
1: Um, to be completely honest, I think, you know, people would rather have a dentist that finished a little lower in their class, but you know, can hold conversations, is a good leader is a good business person type of thing, is probably going to be more successful as a general dentist. Usually the people that, you know, are incredibly book smart and just roll through dental school with perfect grades, they end up becoming some sort of specialist. And I think that's where it's maybe a little less important to be such a people person because most people end up going to specialists knowing exactly what they need. For instance, an endodontist, an endodontist specializes in root canals they're almost always, Uh those patients are almost always referred from a general dentist to the orthodontist for that root canal. The patient knows they're getting a root canal. And, you know, so the, the specialist can basically just come in and say, Hey, I'm Dr. So and so I'm here to do your root canal. And the patient says, Okay, sounds good. And then you know, they get to work. So it's a little bit more feasible there. But as a general dentist, which is what I am, you know, it's definitely more of getting to know your patient, you know, making them feel comfortable type of thing.
0: Okay, last question I have. So what does the future look like? Like, what do you want to do? Or like, what do you want to continue doing?
1: Um, so my favorite thing in the dental world is aesthetics. I love doing front teeth. I love making people improving people's smile. I would love to at some point own a practice where I'm pretty much doing things like Invisalign cases to straighten people's smiles. Um, veneers to you know if they have colored or misshapen teeth um, correcting that and just giving people giving them back their smile that they've always they've either never had and have always wanted or used to have and want back so definitely I'm hoping to kind of tailor my practice in that direction
0: all right last question okay very very last question sure do you floss every day (laughs) no (laughs) I don't what (laughs) how often do you floss okay
1: i don't floss every day but i will say i floss several times a week
0: several times a week okay see even your dentist doesn't floss every day i'm just kidding (laughs) all right no i
1: i don't think any i don't think any dentist flosses every single day i almost guarantee it
0: (laughs) okay there you go
1: but it's important it's important to do it
0: (laughs) all right so i just want to say thank you so much to you I definitely learned a lot about what it's like being a dentist and what it's like giving back people smiles that they never saw before or like they haven't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And you described that feeling really well about having to fix someone's smile and that feeling of like the proud and joy that you get after you do it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. I know a lot of people are going to learn a lot about the dentistry industry so I just want to say thank you do you have like any last words you want to say well first
1: of all you're very welcome and I thank you for having me on here like I said I've uh I'm a big fan of podcasts and I would love to maybe even have one myself one day but so I definitely thank thank you for the opportunity to um be interviewed um and as far as any last words I just think you know dentistry is an awesome field it's you know, and you've had a lot of cool jobs on here, and dentistry is a very, I think, very viable job for anybody that's willing to put in the hard work.
0: And that's going to do it for this episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Thank you so much to Patrick for doing this episode, and thanks to you for just going on and listening to what Patrick has to say about being a dentist. I want to thank you so much for listening. What I want to do next is ask you to follow the podcast if you haven't already, and follow me on Instagram at Major jobs Podcast. Other than that, I just want to say, Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next episode.
1: Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major, if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.